0: What are the criteria we use to map out your unique wealth-growing paths through real estate? Well, you know, everyone is unique. That's why everyone's wealth creation path is different. While real estate is well regarded as the vehicle to build wealth across time, there are actually different paths to create wealth through it. And to come up with the answer, we use four key criteria to help determine. And today, let's dive in and see what they are. There is this big trend growing and revolutionizing the entire real estate market on what to invest, where to invest, and how to invest to grow your wealth. By shifting your investment from purely local to overseas as well, it just opens door for you to expand your wealth and benefit, both the visible ones and non-visible ones. Hi, this is Renee. For the past decades, I helped early-stage investors and business owners to find the ideal property investment abroad that align with their financial goal. Today, I teach as well in my academy the necessary principles and skill sets on property investment. But it isn't that long ago that I lacked the experience and confident to do so. During my journey in helping investors navigate their right investment path, I observed changes on market trends, missing components on investment assessment, expensive mistakes and sometimes even traps that most investors have come across which can just be avoided, only if someone have reminded them. That's why I create this Overseas Property Investment Made Easy podcast to give you up-to-date insights, tips, and investment strategies so that you can make well-informed and educated decisions on what to invest based on your very unique situation. If you are new to property investment, or if you have already the experience to invest but are now looking for inspirations and insights for your next investment move this very timing you are in the right place now let's just get started the wealth growing path varies with different people and there are four key criteria, which includes the following number one the investor's current situation. Number two, the investor personality. Number three, the investor's risk adaptability. And finally, is the investor's investment time frame. Now let's dive into each of them one by one. Number one, investor's current situation. Well, these can vary big time. We can be talking about the financial background of the client, the state of their life cycle, whether they are at an early stage of the cycle that is just started to work or they're already at a retirement stage of cycle then we're talking about the occupation, the family, the level of experience it could be life experience, it could be investment experience and sometimes it could be much much more for example, a person who is near the retirement age they tend to pick for a buy to let approach Whereas for those that, who are younger, like those that, who just started to work or they are just at their early 30s, then they tend to be more aggressive on property investment approach and look for not only just buy to let, but buy to flip. This is a way for them to grow their wealth in a more aggressive way. But of course, that will be more risk involved. Another example here is that for those who are quite new when it comes down to property investment, they tend to buy in developed market. Whereas for experienced investor, they are more open in general to places that are emerging or they're just developing markets. So in places like that, the rules and regulations might not be as sophisticated because the country is undergoing a development phase and that's where there's a big chance of economic growth and hence a big chance for price increase in terms of real estate of investment. Got me? Cool. Now then let's dive into number two, investor's personality. There are actually different ways to look at it. And one simple example I use to demonstrate how it affects wealth brain past is helping my students or clients to see whether they are more of a delegated type or they are more hands-on type. So what exactly does it mean? For a delegative type, well, that means that They are the type of investors who focus on appointing the right experts to take care of their investment. They focus on results and numbers in general and they value their time. They appoint professionals to do all the checking properly. They talk to the investment advisor coach and make the most of it. And then they make sure that they get most well-educated decision instead of making a rush decision alternatively hands-on investors they tend to or they are willing to work with different parties when it comes down to their investment what i mean here is that they will pick their own for example contractors or renovators on their houses or apartment, they have just bought. They qualify their own agents or property management companies, or the completion of the entire checking. They most likely would do it themselves rather than hands-on to professionals to take care of it. Example of this is when it comes down to the completion of an apartment. Most likely, they will fly over to the apartment, do their own due diligence instead of getting a professional surveyor to do it. They somehow will go do their own filing of all the taxes as well instead of just getting an accountant to do it. Now, these people tend to have more time and they love doing it. Remember here, I just want to point out that there's no right or wrong it's just an allocation of time it's just an allocation of your energies on what you prefer to some of the points here i mentioned about might go a little bit extend but this is just to give you an idea how an investor's personality is going to affect the wealth creation process For example, the two extreme examples above are just showing you that how one personality is going to affect the allocation of resources, that is time versus money. And sometimes you have just got to decide which is going to ill you most and which is going to keep you happy as well. Cool? Alright, then let's go to number three, risk adaptability. Risk adaptability refers to the level of risk that the investor is ready to take. Remember, all investment involves risk. If you have listened to one of my FAQ series, one of the questions I have addressed is the type of risk one will need to consider when they invest. Well, here in short, we're talking about market risk, construction risk, country risk, political risk, natural disaster, etc. etc. Now I'm not trying to scare you here, but these are facts and matrix that you need to have them in mind when it comes down to analyzing what type of investor that you are and what type of investment you feel more comfortable to go into. Sometimes the level of risk you take also have a correlation with the amount of capital you are to put in. For instance, people tend to be more risk-adaptive if the amount of capital required is relatively small to their current situation. Whereas alternatively, they are more ready to do a bigger investment if the risk level involved is lower. A typical example here is when you invest in emerging markets, versus when you invest in developed markets, the former one that is emerging markets tend to be higher risk options and the latter one comparatively is lower risk because the legal framework is more sophisticated and the level of market volatility is less, less, less another extreme example to demonstrate this is that for investors with high risk adaptability they look at the potential growth more and they are willing to invest in options which involves more market volatility now here i need to point out that market volatility might not necessarily mean a negative connotation okay it can mean a big jump in terms of value. That's why in interesting times like SARS or like new normal period, now there are people tend to act and buy aggressively because that can get them a good bargain price or projects that can lead to substantial growth in the coming five to 10 years. And here, I want to make a note that these people have a very solid risk adaptability stage here meaning that they can take risk and they breathe in risk when they make that decision they know that chances are they need to wait but guess what from past experience they might have made money or they might have missed the chance and now they want to take the chance. Now, on the other hand, for those who are risk sensitive, they tend to go for deals that come with secured access and fixed income in short term investment. This will be for people that who want to allocate their capital, sometimes a portion, sometimes all on this. And for this kind of option, I will be talking about like those that who come with a buy to let approach or investment opportunities that come with an annual yield because that is actually a more secured investment strategies for the person and there is always a fixed time frame on it so while the risk of losing the investment is low the annual interest rate is completely higher than what you usually get in the bank but of course with this kind of investment you won't be expecting a big capital growth got me cool now then let's go into investment time frame which is number four to make it easy for most of my students and clients to understand i categorize investment time frame into three levels: short term mid-term and long term when i'm talking about short term in general, took about one to three years, midterm, three to seven years and long term, eight to 20 years and sometimes might even be like 30, 15 years. It all really depends on the investment strategies or if you have an uh, investment group or investment um, advisor behind you, they will be able to guide you through that. Then you might be wondering, so how does that work? Well, this one is all coming down to how ready you can't just put the investment capital aside without the need to touch it at all. Well, unlike bank deposits or shares, real estate is less liquid, but that's where most people love because it could grow tremendously in a couple of years if you pick the right choice. Therefore, for those that who want to go into real estate and pay for short terms, Bringing a private lender or consider private mortgage trust are worth considering. But if you are looking to invest in property, then buy to flip approach is also a good fit. And again, I always advise my students and clients that when they are taking the buy to flip approach, they always need to be prepared for the worst case scenario because well, market goes up and go down. And of course, if it's going well, we celebrate. But when the market is not up at your will, you always know what's the worst case that you can take and are prepared for. And then, what about for midterms? Well, for midterms strategies, investors they tend to be those that who are more of a buy-to-let approach, with the goal of getting consistent. Passive income throughout the rental period, and eventually exit with a price that they desire, or usually two or three times higher than the purchase price. Another approach that one can consider when it comes down to the mid-term time frame is to get into real estate projects that require around four to seven years turnaround time with the goal of making a substantial returns by just reselling the projects to individual clients in general most of these types of investor will be shooting for an IRR of 20 percent now finally that's about long term That will be for investors who see the value of keeping a particular project for a long period of time in exchange for a rewarding returns and outcome. Sometimes rental income or other source of income as a result of this project will be able to break even in just a couple of years. And keeping it is just a more long-term approach because the longer you keep it, the more kind of cash flow you're coming in and it's basically a cash cow. And in a couple of years, you break even. And in the meantime, whatever money coming in is already additional. And by the time you sell it or monetize it, it could be already a very big increment in terms of the asset itself. Usually we call it like a trophy asset or a trophy project. Here, there are actually two types of um, real estate that I would usually suggest people to consider if we're talking long-term access. One type is, as I said, trophy asset. They can be a very unique historical project that you turn it around into a commercial slash hotel project or something that's more um, of um, US type or um, Europe European style It's a multifamily project that you keep them and then you rent it out. But of course, you will need to pay attention in the location and ch- change that's happening post COVID because that's going to shape the demand for leasing apartments in different regions and for those that who are particularly interested in this topic and how we see post COVID is gonna shake up the entire real estate industry, there's a webinar link below that you can sign up and we we'll would go through it in a separate time frame. But in short, here you understand the four key criteria that we use to qualify the type of investor or the type of path that work for you and to share a little more with you there are actually five typical wealth growing paths. and remember every person can have multiple tasks. Okay, it's just coming down to which path is the best option for you right now in your life. If you are still young, you might be more aggressive, or if you are retiring, you might be taking a more passive approach, or you can be taking a mixed at different stage of your life. So, if you are interested in finding out which type. Of wealth growing path is right for you right now for your situation I have prepared a free assessment for you and then you can go and click the link below do the assessment get the report get a bit of finding and I have some more tips for you after the assessment is done and then tell me what kind of is right for you right now and I will be interested to know cool perfect now for now I hope that this episode is helping you guys and I'll see you in the next episode